the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. Join Dr. Pinkston today as she teaches you how an integrative approach to health, combining holistic and contemporary medical information, can lead you to The Better Life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Marianne Pinkston. I am Dr. Marianne Pinkston, and as usual, I have some fantastic guests that uh, can bring you some cutting-edge information and therapies, and today is no different. I have Alicia Patterson, who is a psychologist and has a very interesting um, form of psychology that she works with patients who are uh, have a trauma history and works a lot with patients who have not only this trauma history, but also in regard to pelvic therapy, but somatic therapy. And so I am very, very pleased to bring her to you this morning. We're going to talk about ketamine-based therapy. I know a lot of people have questions about that, but welcome. It's nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I would love for to hear from you your description of what you do and uh, provide. Absolutely. Um, so one tiny correction, I'm not a psychologist, oh, I'm a psychotherapist. Me. Yeah, just, you. you know, there's um, differences between. Yes, there is. Absolutely, doctors, there is. And I apologize. So, yeah, so um, I have a counseling degree. I work in mental health, um, psychotherapy, somatic psychotherapy. Somatic therapy just means body-based and including the body instead of it only being a brain kind of top-down approach. That said, the brain is so important and right. huge, and I'm all about really bridging the gap between the body-based world and the mental health and brain neuroscience world. Absolutely. And I have a mental health practice, and I also have a women's pelvic care practice. And a lot of people come into my women's work, pelvic health work, because they know that I'm a therapist, and they really want to include the emotional and psychological pieces of healing our bodies. So um, it's wonderful. I love it. I'm so happy to share and talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You are very passionate, I can tell, from looking at your uh, information, and, and I uh, think that's wonderful. And so I think many physicians miss completely the boat when it comes to uh, the world of therapy and, uh, and even a holistic approach to the head-to-toe fashion, the mind-body-spirit connection. I think that uh, medicine has far left that realm, and it's uh, it's shameful. And so I, I personally try to drive my patients into more of that uh, world because I think that our health revolves clearly around, you know, how our mental and, and emotional uh, state is. I know that you are, uh, you know, when I mentioned in the beginning about trauma-based Tell us a little bit about how you got into this and, and how that connects together. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, trauma is a buzzword right now. It? It's it's wonderful yeah. that um, people are really illuminating and awakening to, yes. I mean, especially our country, you know, like what we're sitting on in terms of what we've been through and our ancestors and rapid social change is right. really um it's a lot to work with our brain and our nervous system around trauma history. 
And I started, um, I got really lucky, honestly. My internship was at a main trauma center um, in the counseling world. I work in Denver, Colorado, and I got some of the best training at a very private practice. So wonderful client care, um, but low cost services and working with really intense trauma history stories. And I felt like that set me up very well to be able to address some more intense side of human history. And then I went and worked in um, emergency rooms and psychiatric units and residential treatment, which really exposed me to very severe mental illness. And it was um, painful, you know, working in the medical system in the mental health system is very heavy duty. And I have a, a lot of opinions and mixed feelings about it, obviously. So I got some incredible training and experience very early on in my career, and that has helped me move into working with people privately in my own space and feeling really equipped around it, which I'm grateful for. Oh, that's wonderful. So, and uh, in regard to trauma, how do you, how does your therapy work then for patients? Because, you know, many people have had trauma from, you know, something extreme and severe to something that you know, I might describe as minor to that person is not minor at all, but how does trauma affect a person and what do you do to try to lead them through their journey to heal? Yeah. So I have a lot of tools. Um, I love leaning on a really wide variety of tools because I find that different people connect with different things. Mm -hmm. So I utilize EMDR, which is probably the most structured kind of heavy protocol system I'm so grateful that I was able to do my EMDR training with a person who did a somatic program. So it was very body oriented and really helping people process and feel their bodies, you know, their cardiovascular system, what happens to their heart rate when we work on a painful memory. So I appreciate EMDR training very much. I also do a lot of touch work if people want that Mm -hmm. nervous system support, very gentle working with the endocrine system you know, our abdomen holds our most vital, vulnerable, soft tissues and being able to receive contact can be so powerful for people. Right. And it's vulnerable. It's you know very vulnerable to do touch work around a yeah. trauma history experience. Yeah, very so, much so. And, and um, I'm not sure people are, and I hate to interrupt you, and I'm so sorry to do so, but I'm not sure that many people in San Antonio understand or know what EMDR is. And I, I love, I've tried to you know, describe this to uh, patients, but this is probably San Antonio's first exposure to it. Can you describe what that is? Absolutely. I always forget to, um, it's called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So it really works with the bilateral system of how our brain and our nervous system connects down through our bodies. Mm -hmm. The eye movement process is uh, supposedly researched to be the most effective to use the eyes because of how connected our eyes are to our brain. But you can also do bilateral tapping or there's buzzers. And it's a way to turn the volume down on something that is very distressing and kind of looping and stuck in someone's brain and nervous system and turn the volume up on feeling equipped and resilient and able to withstand. It doesn't take it away, but it kind of changes our relationship to pain. So um, heavily researched, used with a lot of veterans, you know, really one of the more kind of clinically um, research heavy, like proofed modalities out there. I also use ketamine therapy 
which is wonderful, but like you said, really requires the therapy part. Yes. I think there's a lot of people going into ketamine clinics and getting infusions Yes. and then they're just alone and they're not really in a process. And um, I don't really think that that seems effective for people. So having someone with you to guide you through a process and commit to a little intensive treatment, I think has amazing results for people. Absolutely. As well as um, internal family systems and what I call parts work, which is really just working with all the parts of ourselves and learning how to soften our trauma responses and allow for more of our wisdom or love or resiliency or, you know, peacefulness or ability to handle conflict to come alive in our system. Absolutely. And I don't think people really realize that, and you mentioned it in the very beginning, that we have all been through a very intense um ordeal with COVID, mm-hmm. with the political change, with the rapid change of, of you know, uh, social media and, and technology. And I don't think people really realize that a tr- trauma is probably a part of all of us, that, or, you know, PTSD is a part of all of us at this point. I've seen a change in our social norm just in the way that we treat each other. You know, we shut down, we block, we, you know, cut off, we, you know, uh, do all these things. So I don't think people really understand that uh, even if we seem normal in our atmosphere that uh, we really have suffered uh, trauma. Do you agree with that? Do you see the same? I absolutely agree with that. As soon as all of this started opening up as a mental health practitioner, i just really tried to reckon with myself about like, I'm going to be seeing the fallout of this for a decade. Like, I just want to prepare myself. This is going to go on for years. And what I've seen in my practice absolutely confirms that. And I've been working in mental health and patient care. I worked in a medical practice before I went to school for doing psychology work for almost 15 years. And I've never seen what I'm seeing in my practice now. So I do think that COVID just pushed the buttons on all of our trauma responses, and that's natural. You know, that's not a shameful thing. We're responding to a very complicated situation. Absolutely. And I think that for people that um, maybe already have a baseline of like, and being able to touch mental health work is a privilege. Most people don't have access to be able to do that in a way that really serves them. So absolutely, you know, a little bit of a systemic issue. But I think that if you didn't already have support, now that it's just required and it's clear that mental, you know, we have a mental health crisis in our country. The suicide rates are absolutely so um, painful. And it's yes. undeniable at this point. And I think that our country is in shock from COVID. Honestly, I think some of us have come out of shock and many people have not. And the way that we respond when we are in shock is very different to the way that we would respond in a way if we're feeling like, okay, I can handle what's happening. So um, that's really what my work is right now is just helping people come back into connection with themselves and start to unwind all of the distress that has come down into the body. Absolutely. And that is significant. Now you're dealing from that end of it and I'm dealing on the other end of it, you know, with, uh, with not only their mental health and wellness is obviously very important to me, but there's a lot of physical issues that come from that. So putting those two things together, I think would be wonderful. I, I find that patients are very resistant sometimes to therapy. And, uh, although I have, uh, you know, 
recommended it to almost every patient that I, I've ever had. I tell them, you know, this is more like life coaching, just putting your tools together, you know, to try to deal with uh, life's issues uh, because we didn't always learn from our parents or, you know, uh, authority correctly. We've, we have a lot of tools that are, you know, don't serve us appropriately, so we can kind of re- redesign that. But a lot of patients are very, very um, resistant to it. Why do you think people are so resistant to therapy? Well, I laugh about myself. Uh, when I was a young person, I was introduced, and you know, my response was absolutely not. I was so mistrustful. It was really not helpful to me, honestly, oh. until I had a healing relationship with an acupuncturist. And then that just got me more curious about the body and wow. not being as clinically heavy, which is why I ended up going in the direction of the somatic work. I just found it to be a little more holistic. Sure. And mental health in this country is, you know, the origins of, I feel like I can talk about it because I work in it. The mm-hmm. origins of the mental health system are not pretty. And that just boils down through all of our families and there are reasons that families are very mistrustful of the psychology system. Sure. And, um, and I've seen that a lot through my hospital work and some of what I went through and, you know, working with people in the emergency room and getting them placed in an inpatient unit. Um, I felt really sad about the conditions of these hospitals that Agreed. people were going to. And I worked in one of the quote better ones and I was still really upset by it. So I really understand the resistance. And I think that the job of the therapist is to help people feel comfortable and to build alliance with the person. And when there's trust there, it can be so life-changing for someone. And therapists are humans and there is a lot going on in the therapy world that sometimes doesn't feel good to people. And so it, you know, it's just such a mixed bag. it's so vulnerable to share all of your deepest things and maybe talk about something that you would never talk about with your friend or your family. But now you come in here and you start to share this with a stranger. And, um, it can be very alarming for someone and it can be very beautiful if you can lean in and the person is really equipped to support you. Absolutely. So I understand the hesitancy and I think that there are some, um, like that can really hinder us. And if we, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, I want to take this into my own hands. I want to interview people. I want to master this. I want to make sure that I'm really, and I've been in therapy for a long time at this point on and off with Mm -hmm. different types of modalities. And it really has changed my world and my life. And that's why I got into it for my career. So as much as I can encourage people to like really um, be empowered around it. And if you have the ability to access that kind of support That's and you have one. resources for it, sure. then it can be a really fundamental part of making sure that our well-being stays. Absolutely. And for me too, you know, my mental health is number one because if I'm not well, then I really can't support people. Absolutely. So. Oh, great. Well put. Huge. Absolutely. Well, well put. And I think that, uh, you know, my job in some aspect is aspect is to try to improve that, uh, you know, relationship that people, that trust factor, I guess, that people have with, you know, um, going into therapy. I have a lot of adolescents that I talk with and they're very closed in the, in the beginning, uh, to, um, therapy. And 
I'll spend time with that. Sometimes it takes several appointments, but, you know, you just kind of open the idea. And I'm very vulnerable with people. I, you know, I have a very traumatic uh, background uh, in my childhood and whatnot. And I have had, thank God, my parents were very open to uh, therapists. Uh, my mom was a therapist. Uh, and so, um, you know, I've always been kind of open to the idea. And I'm lucky that way. Many people are not uh, so lucky. So I, I uh, think it's wonderful what you're doing. And, and I'm hoping that we can open some eyes and, and make people more comfortable to it uh, these days. And, and uh, improve that trust factor. I do need to take a minute. We're coming up on a break here, uh, and I do need to take a minute to thank my sponsor, which is Pinnacle Clinical Research, which uh, most people know by now, if you've watched my show before, uh, they are in liver research and for fatty liver, which is rampant in South Texas. So there's another issue in South Texas that uh, is alarming and huge, fatty liver. And so Pinnacle Clinical Research is a um, uh, offering a fibro scan, a free fibro scan. So you can go to pinnacleresearch.com and schedule in for a free fibro scan. I had mine. I have autoimmune illness and a liver disease. So I had that done so I could explain to people that it's a very easy, very painless process and that they have all sorts of wonderful programs available. Their number here in San Antonio is 210-529-7978. And you will be able to find information on Alicia here and uh, on my website at drpbetterlife.com. And for all of you who are, who are listening, I do, uh, not only am I on San Antonio Radio, but I'm podcasted. So you can find me on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, also on SiriusXM on the Healthy, Chelsea, uh, Healthy Choices Network. And so drpbetterlife.com. I'm going to have all of Alicia's information on there. Please look, and we will go over her information as well when we come back on uh, the other side. We ran out of uh, time getting passionate about our talk here, so we will return in just a few minutes. Fatty liver is linked to two different situations, alcohol and diabetes or obesity. In both cases, patients can have no symptoms. In the United States, and in particular, Texas, the most common cause of liver disease in general is non-alcoholic fatty liver. Again, associated with overweight, obesity, and or diabetes. Additional risk factors include high cholesterol, high blood pressure, Hispanic ethnicity, and postmenopausal status. At Pinnacle Clinical Research, we offer a quick, non-invasive, ultrasound-based screening assessment called FibroScan. This test is done at no cost to you, and we do not take insurance. The test will measure the fat and stiffness in your liver and state your risk and development of fatty liver disease. You will meet with a provider immediately following your scan to go over your results. If you're interested in getting more information on your liver health, please call 210-529-7978 and schedule your FibroScan today. We are conveniently located in the Medical Center at 5109 Medical Drive. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Marianne Pinkston, and I am here with Alicia Patterson today, who I did not give the opportunity to give her information about where she can be found, which we'll talk more in a minute. But tell us where people can go and look for more information on what you provide and who you are. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, My website is probably the biggest hub. There's all my links there. There's a lot of information. So my website is my full name with my middle initial. So AliciaNPatterson.com. Um, you can contact me there. You can, you know, whatever you should be able to find whatever you want on the website. If you're super into social media, Instagram is my really main and only, that's a lot of books and my animals. I'm not like really huge on social media, but I have a little, I have some information out there and I have a, I've done a lot of podcasts. So if you want to listen to 
just wide range of topics. I've been on a lot of different people's shows and I have a media tab on my website. Great. That's wonderful. And that will all be on my site as well. So people who are familiar with the, the show can go to drpbetterlife.com or people who are not familiar with the show, please go to drpbetterlife.com and you can find out all of her information and links and where to find her. I will have that posted. And so as we uh, kind of close down and wrap up, I would definitely want people to understand the pelvic therapy portion of your practice. And so describe what that encompasses, what that is. Yeah, thank you for asking it. I love talking about this. It's really, it's quite taboo, honestly, our system and the way that we respond to this part of the body. There's um, so much shame and guilt there for people that I feel like it's so emotional. It's very psychological our nervous system in the bottom of our body is far away from our brain, but talks to our brains. So I really, I love to lean on psychoeducation. And I do that with a lot of my clients. My counseling clients are like, you know, please teach me. And so we'll do some education around anatomy and just helping them start to form a relationship with themselves. I also have a portion of my practice that's body work. So it's touch work. It's very controversial. Colorado is a state where, um, there's just a lot more freedom and permission. So I have credentials to, I don't mix. I have separate practices just to keep my credentials and clientele protected and to protect me. So I love the pelvic floor um, side of my work. And I work with a lot of people that want to have a very holistic experience and pelvic floor physical therapy is wonderful and it's still medical. So sometimes people Uh, They don't want the 45-minute appointment. They want something where we get to talk for a while. We get to be very slow about how the process goes. So it's um, it's a very novel experience for most people that I work with. It's very new to have just like one small step at a time. Sometimes I don't get to doing any touch work with people for many, many sessions. Even just talking about it and being in the room and having a hand on their belly is like enough for the day. So I do consultation and treatment planning. I use a lot of herbalism, a lot of holistic at-home tools. There's so much in the pelvic world, you know, pelvic pain, chronic pelvic pain, bladder issues, incontinence, um, cysts, fibroids, and a lot of people are starting, I would never want to smash the medical system, but I do feel like the pelvic health piece in the traditional Western yes. medical world is very hard for people. And I got into it because of myself, because I have, that's been my kind of sore point. Yeah. I'm very healthy, but my pelvic history has been very challenging for me. And there's lots of reasons for that. So I've sure. totally transformed myself because of leaning <sighs> into the holistic side of things. Um, And, you know, I had a a surgery and I have scar tissue. And so there's all these things that, you know, just like, well, take some Advil was just not doing it for me. So I started to go in this direction and pulling that thread. There's just more and more and more and more. And I love to support people to start to, again, take that into their own hands. And I've seen incredible things like people's symptoms resolving in three months that they've been trying to, I mean, and I don't feel like it's me. I just feel like I have access to this kind of other way that is um, pretty wild. You know, our, our body is so wild. Like the most interesting things can happen in our bodies when we address this very soft, very vulnerable, like totally protected part of us. And 
it um, really kind of blows the lid off the top for yeah. a lot of people that I work with. That is, uh, that's actually very wonderful. And I know that we discussed, and I'm sorry to hear about your, your story. I think a lot of times many of the things of what we do and try to bring to other people are from something within ourselves that we had to right. encompass and learn uh, deeply about. And we want to share that. So I'm glad, to, I'm glad you did that. And mm-hmm. uh, so for people who are not in Colorado who want to access your care, are they able to access you? Absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about I kind of scoot around the credentialing piece. Sometimes I do online consultation. It is not therapy, but I'm happy. I love working with people out of state. I've done a lot of consultations with people that don't have a practitioner. I mean, this is part of the challenging part of being in this place. In the United States, there's um, we're kind of like in the middle in some other countries. Anybody that gives birth gets an immediate referral for pelvic therapy. That's wonderful. And there's so many people in the United States where they don't even know that pelvic floor therapy is a thing. So Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely, there's a lot of gaps around it. So I'm happy to consult. I work with a lot of people out of state. I have some online programs, very therapeutic oriented, tons of exercises, you know, really looking into what's your history around this. Like, what did you learn about this part of your body when you were four years old and right. when you were developing as a teenager? And yes. what were your early experiences? Because that influences so much. So right, right. I'm very happy to talk with people. And I have had quite a number of people travel to Colorado to do a, a bit of intensive session work sure. because it is an intensive modality. It's it's not like therapy where you might be in therapy for many years. Right. Some people have such an incredible turnaround and I never want to promise that but it does happen from just two sessions or you know coming for a week or something so they could spend some time with you and then you know also then just do maybe telework or or, you know uh, telehealth work so that is amazing and I hate to I hate to cut any of this short at all because this is so wonderful and maybe we should do this again and talk further absolutely I would love to invite you on again and uh, but we are at the at the end of the show and I am so honored that you came on thank you so much this is a great topic and I hope people will definitely uh, look you uh, look you up and seek your uh, seek your thoughts and information. It's a great website that you have. So aliciainpatterson.com, but that will be on my uh, site at drpbetterlife.com. And uh, I appreciate everybody listening in, but thank you very much for being on. I truly, truly appreciate it. Honor to meet you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Everybody have a great week. You've been enjoying The Better Life with Dr. Marianne Pinkston. For more information, go to drpthebetterlife.com. That's drpthebetterlife.com. And listen next week for The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.